Hello, hello, and welcome back to DFT's Dungeon. My name is Daniel Terry, and I've got a fun conversation tonight. I'm talking with my good friend Joshua King, who is in three bands that I love quite a bit, which are the bands Symphony in Peril, Not Beneath, and Narcissus. And let me tell you, Josh has so much on his plate and so many things going on that it's hard to keep track of a lot of it. And I thought it would be good to sit down and kind of catch up. I haven't had Josh on a podcast in probably two years. It was back before the original Furnace Fest, so catching up is good. We talk a lot about balance. We talk a lot about the struggles that he has sort of gone through over the last couple of years and how refreshing his attitude is about all of it. And I do want to warn you guys up front, we did have a few technical issues during this conversation around the one hour mark of this chat. We had sort of kept talking about what we were talking about, but there was about 10 minutes of it unrecorded. But I was able to recover the rest of it. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy it, and uh, I'll put a little audio cue when the conversation seems to suddenly shift at that point. But I've done enough talking, so I hope you guys really enjoy this conversation between myself and Joshua King. That's cool, man. It's been wild. The purpose of this conversation, because I was like, yo, let's talk. And then I didn't like really say what I wanted to talk about. The biggest thing that I, the topic that I eventually want to weave my way into is balance. And I thought that you would be good for it because you have a lot on your plate as well. It's interesting to get a different perspective because like you're doing, let me make sure I got this straight. You're doing Symphony in Peril. Are you guys still doing Not Beneath? Um, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. It's fair to say that it's more of a back burner kind of thing right now. But like Danny and I have been who I'm obviously in not beneath as well as in symphony and peril with. Um, but we have been working on new material pretty regularly. And there's some of this stuff that's like, it just doesn't fit because it's, you know, it feels we're always like does this feel too much like you know not beneath or does this feel like symphony of peril right because it's it's really hard because sometimes it's just like are we it's okay if we rip ourselves off because it's us right right? like it's not ripping yourself off if it's you i I don't know how it works but yeah so so there's definitely a bunch of riffs that we've come up with uh in the last like uh three four months however long it's been since i since i joined symphony in peril and we started uh writing you know writing songs together and uh yeah so i mean we've definitely got these riffs that are for sure not beneath riffs as well as we were seven songs into like we've got seven songs finished for a not beneath record but it's just kind of like like i said back burner kind of stuff at this point because um so yes currently not beneath exists it's not going anywhere 
I am playing drums in Symphony in Peril as well as still being in Narcissus. Yeah, that's what I was just going to ask is like, and then you've got Narcissus as well, you know, which, you know, I think is kind of what we talked about last time was the most. I think, we, yeah, we did this this really long Narcissus-centered episode. Yeah. And, uh, and that was super fun. I wish that I had... I wish that I had followed up on that, you know, later on with the, you know, with the Furnace Fest stuff. So I, I may get into that a little bit later, too. It's a catch-up pod. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, catch-up is always good. Absolutely, unless you're having barbecue, which we did have barbecue at work today. They uh, had a couple of our guys go out and make up a whole bunch of hamburgers and brats and stuff. Nice. And uh, all they gave us was ketchup, man. <laughs> like As the only condiment? pretty much the only i think ketchup and mustard i think there was mustard there okay. i don't like mustard so i you know yeah well if we're talking about balance <laughs> yes um no i i get that some people don't like mustard i lived off of mustard as a kid because i wasn't a huge fan of ketchup interesting so like mustard on everything i also didn't like mayonnaise as a kid so it was just like i'd like a mustard only on my whatever sandwich my mom was putting in my uh in my lunchbox so awesome this is the real content right here because i mean the only time that i can eat mustard as a condiment it as if there's any other way to eat mustard i will mix mustard i will mix mustard with mayonnaise and okay. for whatever reason i like putting that on like a brat on like a hoagie bun and eating it like that like yep. that's like makes me feel like i'm fine dining okay um, all right yeah, because I feel like I feel like I could just take that mixture and just like put a really fancy label on it and sell it at the grocery store for like I don't know what we seven and a half bucks. Yeah, you know, like something like, like the, that, like the fancy sauce where you mix ketchup and mustard or mayonnaise together. You yeah, know? Um, I think they yeah. sell that mayo I, up or something they, like that. I'm sure they do. I don't know. I I like all the mustards, man. Like I, we've got a plethora. We've always got our mustard. Uh, we've got Dijon. We've got some spicy brown. We got the regular yellow. Uh, every once in a while, you might get us like a spicy yellow. Mm. Uh, yeah. So there was one brand called like Chicago Fire or something like that. And it was like a almost like you mixed Tabasco with yellow mustard. It was pretty good. Now, I might like that. That actually yeah. sounds appealing. Um, I put Tabasco sauce in my coffee sometimes just to give it a little bit of kick. Hmm. It's gross. I don't recommend it. But for me, it's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mostly because I don't eat during the day. So it like makes me feel like I'm makes me feel like I'm eating something, you know. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. I, I've been on this intermittent fasting thing for a year now and it's um, I'm still getting used to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've done that before. Um, I mean. Typically, I just drink coffee until, I don't know, 11 o'clock, and then I shut it down. Right. You know, at 11 o'clock, I've probably had six cups of coffee, and uh, that's about it. 11, 11 a.m., right? Correct. Okay. 11 right. a.m. So you're yeah. not a psychopath. Cool. I'll do that. I mean, I'm drinking, <laughs> I'm drinking coffee right now. Like It's like, yeah, what is it? That's fine. No, it's seven thirty for me, eight thirty for you, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm just gonna get this coffee now. Yeah, I man. think I told you I was gonna get up and get water, which I did, but I. Yeah, I saw you with the big cup of water, and and uh, I went and got water as well. So I've got drinks and water. 
you're hydrating and dehydrating yourself correct maybe balance yeah it's all about balance and that just so happens to be our topic tonight because i you know it's one of the one of the questions that i have been asked especially lately because people used to ask me all the time how do you balance it you know like when i was doing my previous podcast it was like you know you've got four kids a full-time job and this podcast that we were doing episodes several times a week yeah we weren't releasing them but we were trying to like bank them with the with the thought that like maybe someday (laughs) we'll be able to do this at a more relaxed pace yeah and um we never did but back then the only way i balanced things was by like drinking a lot and sort of just like stumbling my way through (laughs) you know uh every single day and i thought it would be interesting to bring you on and talk about balance and how how you're able to balance as many things at once as you're doing currently i want to get into that if you if you guys don't know my man here is in what three different bands now um technically sure (laughs) you know yeah technically yes let's go technically um you know and those those bands would obviously the most recent band being symphony in peril which i'm gonna you know ask you the boring music interviewer questions later about how did that come about and all of that so we'll get to that uh <laughs> later but yeah. um we've got symphony in peril which is a big deal because there's kind of a push with the hey we're back and so now it's like let's get some music you know together and get that out but the way you and i met was actually through your other band which was not beneath you know that Correct. was how we connected however many years ago was um i heard like <laughs> i i heard you and danny on another podcast and i was like i'm like i i'm digging you know i'm really i'm, I'm picking up what these guys are throwing down and i <laughs> you know and i like it a lot um I, and i still listen to that record uh quite a bit me and uh me and one of the guys on the discord uh we're talking about it today and uh <laughs> that's awesome man yeah Thanks. um it's definitely um so there's that band there. I'm trying to organize my thoughts. I'm so sorry. Um, it's all good, man. Basically, so we've got Symphony of Peril. We've got Not Beneath. And then, you know, the last podcast that you and I did together was talking about Narcissist. You know, yeah. whenever it was just starting, basically just starting to come back. And I think it was the big push at the time was for the Furnace Fest appearance. Right. Yeah. And... um and I don't know what this I don't even know what the status of that band is right now, but I'm gonna ask you again later in a typical like, so um, what's going on here? So you guys are getting basically like you're getting you're getting quote unquote three band interviews for the price of one. I'm a great value. Yeah, it's uh it's wild that I I wanna say we put out that not beneath record um at the beginning of twenty eighteen. Is that right? Or was it twenty seventeen? Seems no 2018 checks out because yeah i listened to that podcast at work it was as the story grows correct yeah and i was listening to it at work did i ever tell you i probably did back then um, but i might tell it anyway what i was doing when i listened to that episode you were doing something terrible i can't it was like uh something terrible like um cleaning up bodily fluids or <laughs> like you had cesspools of bodily fluids i i don't remember exactly it was but it was something right up there with uh things that i didn't 
I would not choose for myself to do. Yeah, so it wasn't bodily fluids, but I like your version better. It's more brutal. <laughs> but like my uh, no, what I was doing is I had just worked a really long shift. Um, I used to have to disinfect water systems at a, for a dialysis clinic. And I had just finished like a good like 10 to 15 hour disinfection because like basically you just like load the entire water system up with bleach and then you have to spend like anywhere up to like six to seven additional hours rinsing it with pure water until all the bleach. So you're like standing there checking bleach test scripts for (laughs) seven hours until you get the good one that allows you to go home. I guess what I didn't realize when I was disinfecting was that because the water room's all in the back. So I walk out onto the treatment floor. And I remember, I remember queuing the podcast up because I was like, oh, Travis has a new episode out, right? Yeah. So, like, I start, you know, I pop my earbuds in and I start listening to it. And then I go out on the treatment floor. I take one step out and I'm like, there's like two inches of water. Oh, yeah. Just all, like, I mean, just the whole treatment floor is covered with water. Uh, and so I went and got, like, two or three shot vacs that we had. And I'm, like, trying to suck it up. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, like, literally sitting on the, I'm listening to this episode hearing about not beneath for the first time and i'm just sucking up water sucking up water i don't think i got out of there until like one o'clock in the morning and i remember i sent i think i sent you guys a tweet or a facebook message or some social media thing being like hey can't wait to hear the record when it comes because it was like right around the corner yeah yeah so that must yeah so january uh 2018 would have been that sounds that yep. sounds right that is correct. and i went back and checked it out yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess yeah. I could have just done that without the whole story. But, you know, the, this podcast <laughs> is pretty much all about <laughs> this podcast is very much like, wow, this dude like literally doesn't forget anything, you know, oh, man. And uh, which I wish was which I wish was actually true. But um, I, I don't know. Having that long, long memory, man, there's probably a blessing and a curse, I suppose. Yeah, I think it was there was this Me Without You song one time where he's like rambling on. He's like, I've got trouble remembering the things that I'm supposed to remember, and I have a hard time forgetting the things that I'm supposed to forget. You know, it definitely feels that way. But yeah, so I remember I remember hearing that and, um, you know, being like, oh, cool. Like, the, I liked the song so much that it made me not feel quite as bad about what I was doing. And, and I think that was the I think that was the wisdom of, wisdom of Joseph was was the song that was played on the on the podcast And then it was like, once I actually realized, you know, when I was listening to the podcast and actually paying attention to it, like a day or two later, um, I, uh, I, I started realizing that you guys were, um, you know, that I didn't, I didn't know you guys personally, but I did, I was like, wait a minute. So Danny was in this band called Outcry. I'd never heard of Vessel before you told me about Vessel. Right. But Narcissist, I knew all about, (laughs) you know and all that and I was just like holy crap okay so like all these sort of blasts from the past and now in 2023 it seems like everything like everything from the past is like new again (laughs) you know yeah um we're either going through a really bad nostalgia trip or I'd like I'd like to think that it's a really fun renaissance 
you know um i i think that most of the people that were there in the in the in the 90s in like the mid or early 90s all the way through um into the early 2000s uh we we got to be part of something that was really special and uh the evolution of you know what hardcore was at that point and the blending uh you know the crossover bands and the you know the blending of what would it essentially turn into you know maybe we don't all love what what happened to metalcore as it you know in the early 2000s um like there's definitely the like this line where metalcore turned into um like whiny choruses or whatever i don't know uh, yeah it became but, the new rock basically yeah yeah for sure uh and everybody started wearing the swooped hair and you know either way some some people loved loved that uh that era of of metalcore but i think that you know we saw this progression and all these bands that were just really pushing the envelope of uh heavy and you know i know that i really latched onto a lot of the bands in the 90s you know and bands that are still kicking you know zeo uh probably my one of my favorite bands shy halud they're still you know kicking around Snapcase for sure yep uh they're a lot less active at this point but they still you know make a showing here and there for sure um but they were they were definitely doing something different as well you know so all that to say i i i would like to think of right now as an awesome renaissance you know uh you've got you've got these new bands that are doing really cool things you know I, I, at least they feel cool and fresh to me you know yeah um and they're getting a lot of traction and a lot of attention and i would say you know even if you don't like even if you don't like them you know they they still deserve the attention that they're getting you know uh turnstile gets a lot of love and hate right now i don't think that they deserve anything other than appreciation for what they're doing you know which is something cool i think it's cool right now to like have a lot of bands become active again but in the wings are all these other bands that have haven't you know they've been working their way you know um turnstile's been a band for you know like over a decade you know and so uh all the rest of their releases are awesome too not just glow on you know right right uh, and you can if you listen to all those you can hear that progression you know into what they into what they were and why they got a Grammy nomination. Well, I think it's interesting because there is, there was kind of this point and I, I don't know exactly what year it was, but I, I want to say it was sometime in like, I would say before 2010, but like after 2005, where a lot of bands that were sort of kicking on all cylinders that were like doing really well and having big opportunities sort of reached this point where the music industry hadn't changed enough for them to be able to continue in the way that bands can sort of exist now you know like back then you still had to 
you, you still had to tour all the time. You still had to consistent, you know, put music out on a super regular basis. And that's sort of my theory as to why a lot of bands sort of that, that were doing well initially, there was like kind of this really bad learning curve, I guess is the only way I can put it, where the music industry changed to such a degree to where like it started feeling like nobody was able to continue, <laughs> you know, yeah. for a long time. Uh, and then I, that's whenever you started seeing bands break up that, you know, were fairly popular, especially with something like Symphony in Peril, you know, um, which I know this is before your time in the band, but like it was definitely like I remember them being huge, you know, at least huge if you're a guy that goes to, you know, Christian metal shows, you know what I mean? Or, sure. or Christian hardcore yeah. shows and stuff. Absolutely. But I mean, and they had all they had sort of um, the beginning. I think it was it was one of the songs off of Horse Trophy where uh, I think it was Stiletto um, was the first like piece of viral content I'd ever seen, like with a heavy drive by moshing. Sure. Yeah. 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 And um, so it, it was interesting sort of seeing that. Um, and, and you know, they weren't the only band that sort of just kind of got to a point where they couldn't continue in a realistic way, <laughs> you know, for an indefinite period of time. You know, we talked about a little bit of that with Narcissist too, with like all of the stuff that had kind of happened where the band was on like actually like a pretty big label and was doing pretty, you know what I mean? Like, like sort of yeah. having these, these bigger opportunities. I feel like a lot of that stuff was sort of just like bad timing, you know, with the, with the industry and all of that. And so it's interesting now how like kind of the pieces have started to fit together. Bands are coming back and they're not necessarily like touring, <laughs> you know, some of them are, right. some of them aren't, yeah. but it's just one of those things. that's like, okay, wait a minute. We, there's all these people out here that care. We kind of miss making the music you yeah. know if people are okay with us just making the music and putting it out and giving us time you know to do so right we could probably accommodate that yeah and i think that's really cool and it's like it's really legit you know to get back into the balance thing is that with you especially you know you are now in two bands that you know had a period of maximum popularity that that, that they could have for their scenes right Right. And knowing that you also had, you know, an original project with Not Beneath and you're working a full time job and you're <laughs> doing all of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I guess my I guess my big question, which might be the only real direct question I have, is what does that look like for you as far as being able to kind of keep it all balanced, keep it all straight? I think this is going to turn into story time here uh, real quick. But um bring it yeah it's been it's been um life has been pretty wild for like the last i don't know at the very least the last couple years so the last time we had talked i don't know if you had i haven't really shared a whole lot about all of this stuff uh, online but let's see back in march of uh march of 2021 I got diagnosed with uh, with a stage three melanoma inside my eyeball uh, in my left eye. And that kind of like put my everything kind of on its ear. Um, and so me and Danny Pelletier have been 
doing music together. Like we've been committed to just getting together every week and trying to, at the very least, try and just like create, you know? So we've done, we've done a bunch of various things. So I've always had that kind of, that kind of, um, consistency and we've been really committed to each other and like just having that friendship and making music together and trying to push into each other's creativities and really having a good working relationship and then in um 2020 we had been approached by furnace fest uh to play uh, and then COVID happened and everything got pushed and we weren't allowed to announce. And then I started losing eyesight in my left eye in like February and got, you know, got an ultrasound done and then ended up going to, uh, I ended up getting an ophthalmological oncologist, which is like, uh, as the name may, uh, intimate is a, uh, a cancer doctor for your eye. And so at the end of March of 2021, I underwent a procedure, which is called plaque brachytherapy, which is, this is really boring, but I promise that it's just the story that I'm telling. I don't it's know it's all that. good, man. We started this conversation talking about mustard. Yeah. Uh, so they, they measured the, they measured the tumor, uh, which was like in the bottom, the bottom hemisphere of my left eye close to my nose, um, you know, pushing inward. So it actually had detached my retina and that's why I started losing my vision. I'm really lucky. I'm an hour away from some really, really talented doctors up at the Cleveland clinic. So they've got an, an entire building just uh, just for eye stuff, right? So end of March 2021, I went in and had what's called plaque brachytherapy done. And so they have a computer simulation that's like, here's the size of the tumor. It's like uh, 15 millimeters wide and you know, six millimeters tall or whatever. And that's a really seemingly small tumor, right? But uh, it's actually really big inside of somebody's eyeball. Yeah, uh, yeah so, I would think so. Yeah, it, it looked like a little mountain. Um, it's it's pretty wild. But, uh, you know, you'll, you'll learn that you can get a melanoma anywhere that your body creates pigment. Right. And uh, so... Uh, your eye pigment is created inside your eye. Things go sideways and you have like some millions to one chance of getting this melanoma inside your eye. But um, so they take a, they, they have a plate. They've got a computer simulation that shows how much radiation needs to be applied to the eye. Uh, it's very localized, but they go in and they like detach uh, a muscle and rotate the eye over and then like suture this plate that's got radioactive seeds in it. They suture it onto your eyeball uh, right on the spot 
that like on the interior of the eye the tumor is so they've got the this plate with the radioactive seeds sutured to your eye right on that spot it's pretty awesome that they're able to do it with precision and accuracy i did that uh, and you end up being in the hospital for like five days um so you go in they they apply it um and then you just sit there and the radioactive you know the radiation is just doing its thing uh for days and then um you go back under and they take it back off but like every time the nurse comes into the room you have to like put on these giant your your eye my eye was banded shut uh, but they'd like make me put on these lead lined glasses because oh, like wow. I was, ra- okay. I was radioactive <laughs> the entire time I was in there. So is there, is there going to be a comic adaptation of this story? Because it sounds awesome. Uh, no, I did not get any superpowers. In fact, uh, I got the opposite of that in my eye. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. So like, I don't know what to say about it other than it was a really good um, you know, you use, you use the things for good, right? Um, it was just like a push for me to like grab onto the things that like, I love making music and I love, um, I love being as genuine as possible with people and just getting out there and, I don't know. It's kind of that big scary moment, right? Like, For sure. You know, like, especially because it was in these months leading up to that first Furnace Fest. And uh, I, you know, I was just like, you know, you get cancer, you're like, you know, there's definitely some dealing with your own mortality that occurs. Um, and then, like, afterwards, there's the yeah i i always call it the war of knowing you know that mm-hmm. you're constantly battling um because like i have to get my liver ultrasound every 6 months and i get an eye ultrasound and scanned and all kinds of things every 6 months at this point now that i'm a couple years out but i still you know that's going to go on for forever you know yeah. uh and I guess like with the, this type of cancer, if it were to spread anywhere, it would spread to my liver first. And so okay. that's why they're always checking my liver. So um, I had had a scan like right before Furnace Fest and that wasn't great. And uh, it made me super nervous, even though like my oncologist had uh said basically oh it's just your liver your liver can look weird all the time you know like (laughs) okay your your liver could look different in a month you know uh so luckily you know the the biopsy um that i had had shown that i'm at pretty low risk of it metastasizing um but you know I, I think all melanomas are malignant. You know, it's just like everything, everything about them is bad and you need to kill them or remove them. So right. it's like either I lose my eye or uh, kill the tumor or whatever. So I chose to try and keep the eye, you know, and, but I, it just was a lot of, 
a lot of like dealing with mortality and dealing with like how do I how do I move forward and like do the just be the person that I want to be you know and stay committed to things that like stay committed to music and stay committed to you know I don't know in the in the face of uh, in the face of bad things it's easy to just like get get all caught up in 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 bad things but like I've been telling myself for a really long time that just because life is hard it doesn't mean that it's not good you yeah. know I'm just really, you know, I've just been really thankful um, that I've gotten the opportunities that I've gotten, and um, I've lived a, a a pretty charmed life up up till now. If I'm if I'm being honest, so you know, there's definitely been some hardship, and you know, there's been a, a some other stuff that's gone on, you know, outside of you know my personal life, but things that I've been involved in, and you know, that have been really really difficult um you know it's it's hard to it's hard to like keep moving forward but at the same time it's like you've got to recognize that like if you if you change if you change who you are in the face of these bad things um i don't know i i just wanted to hold on to like i think music really helps me stay grounded and i think that that's you know that's my that's my release that's my that's the thing that calms me that's the thing that like helps me think you know it's it's just been a a salve throughout my life it's always been something that i've wanted and so just kind of doubling down on it i guess after that whole ordeal my doctor never tells me that I'm in remission or anything, but you know, he always tells me that the it look he's uh I think he's Pakistani, but he's always like it it looks like the tumor's dead. You know, it yeah. looks like it's dead. So, you know, I'm just gonna live my life like I've got a dead tumor in my eye. And right. you know, uh just continue to be thankful for um all the goodness that's left you know so uh in in all saying all of that you know uh being able to go in to furnace fest and like have that release of you know we had been working so hard to practice for it and try to get as tight as we could um and i think that i think that we i think that we played well and i think that we sounded good and i think we had fun so and that's that's really those are the main things, you know, like having fun with your friends, making music that you like. There's not many things that I've found in my life that are better than that. So, um, yeah. So, so, so you would say that unlike something like work, you know, or, or that, that whenever you're, whenever you're making music, it's more of a like fulfilling thing, you know? I mean, obviously, I, you know, hopefully, yes, but I actually find 
work pretty fulfilling most <laughs> days as well. Okay. That's uh, awesome. I, I've got I've got a pretty awesome job. So um I'm you know, it's just like you take everything and you're just like, man, this is everything's coming up roses, right? You know, yeah. not not everything not everything is uh not everything is great all the time and like every job you know there's <sighs> all kinds of things that i'm sure that i could gripe about if i really if i really chose to but for sure um, yeah i i get to do things that i dreamed about doing as a kid you know i'm war i get to work with robots i get to you know wire stuff up and make things go and um th that just i get to come up with things in my brain and then create them you know so uh it's it's re it's really satisfying you know for sure so i get to be creative at work i get to be creative outside of work um all of those things are pretty fulfilling but uh if i had to choose one i'd pick music every day but you know uh I coming back to balance, um, I have figured out that I was not lucky enough um, to have been in the right place at the right time in the right circumstances to, you know, like have music be something that can support me. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, we probably all know personally all know people that have been that lucky. Um, yeah, I do not, uh, I don't sit here and envy them. Uh, I'm just really happy for my friends out there that have, you know, actually been able to support themselves doing, you know, making art and <laughs> getting paid, you know, that's, that's great. And I, I, and I'm so happy for them, you know, uh, that's just not me. <laughs> yeah. So. No, that's, that's really refreshing actually. Uh, especially for me to hear because like my last couple of um i i go through phases um sometimes i'm really like positive let's go you know you know let's let's make things better let's make a positive change but like as as time's gone as time has gone on um you know i was on a huge positivity train last year you know i'm you know it starts with oh i'm gonna stop drinking and then you know, I'm going to start, you know, I'm going to lose a bunch of weight. I'm going to try to do, you know, you know, try, try to spend more time with my kids and spend more time with my wife and, and, right. and cultivate those relationships and make my, make my podcast, which is the thing that I try to get fulfillment from, uh, you know, try to make it really meaningful. I never was able to reach the level of feeling like work is meaningful, even though like it is, you know, in the sense that like, if I didn't do the work that I do every day, then, you know, life-saving equipment couldn't be delivered to people. You know what I mean? Like that sure. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, it's hard to keep that in perspective when you're in a warehouse, but um, no, that, that was actually really like, you're, you're sitting there, you're, you're like, actually my work's really fulfilling and I like doing music and, you know, um, 
I had, I, you know, I, I've, I've got this kind of scary thing, you know, going on as well. That makes me appreciate all that. I, I was yeah. definitely sitting there thinking like, I'm feeling kind of called out right now. Cause I complain about literally everything, you know, yeah, that's, <laughs> all the time. That is definitely not like what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying no, to. No, no, it's good. It's good. right. Right. No, I get it. I'm just saying like everybody, everybody is dealing with different things and, maybe uh you know this is this is my thing but like i truly believe that everybody's you know like life is life is hard you know life is not easy and getting through it is uh is really very difficult you know but that doesn't mean that it's not good you know and so um yeah i'm just trying to just trying to hold on to my my good stuff but like i i also think that like if you i don't know i have lucked into a lot of a lot of jobs and this job i i lucked into you know like a buddy just said hey you should come work here and when i came in um i had no clue that i would end up getting to like do you know, most of, most of what I work on is like machine tending with robots. Yeah. So I work for a machine shop and just trying to automate processes that are, um, repetitive tasks, trying to get the, get those off of, off the guys that would just be sitting there just part after part after part loaded, push a button, stand there and wait, you know, um, that's no fun for anybody unless you really like listening to like books on tape or, or audio books at this point, books on tape. Jeez. Yeah. How I mean, that I? very much is my job. I listen, I literally listen to an audio book pretty much all day today while I was working. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, that's, that's I, really cool though. I can't, I can't, I, I need, I can't listen to book. I listen to audio books in my, like, on my drive mm-hmm. and uh maybe at lunchtime or whatever um but i i can't listen i'm i'm very like one track like i cannot listen to somebody speak and also be thinking <laughs> sure yeah. <laughs> you know and like trying to un- like come up with creative ways to uh make you know ladder logic code or you know whatever you know uh, yeah so you're engaged that's that's good though i think that um that always helps you know when you're when you're feeling really engaged and you kind of you kind of come in with the mindset of i'm going to accomplish a goal today or i'm going to solve a problem you know right that's that's really cool honestly i think that's the most inspirational thing we could have talked about on the podcast but i'm going to talk about the other stuff anyway like I think it, the last two episodes I did of the podcast, one will come out before this one does, so everybody will have heard it, but it'll be like two pretty negative episodes. Like the first one, was, I'm talking about an Acacia Strain record, so that's going to be yep. negative, right? <laughs> like, like just, you know, firmly established. Uh, and then the next one is a plea for purging record, which is uh, which, also which one? Very depravity. Okay. All right. If you were going to talk about marriage or the life and death, I'm... I'm all about it. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll get there eventually. Uh, oh, depravity man. was 
depravity was hard man it's so funny talking because like by the time this comes out everybody will have heard the depravity episode but yeah for a peek behind the curtain like i'm going to finish up the final touches on the depravity episode when i'm done talking tonight and yeah. that one because like the acacia trade was like yep the world's messed up and they know it and i know it you get it right. you get yep. it you know doing that sort of thing uh, with the plea one, it's like, yeah, but these guys, you know, these guys are are, are a Christian metal band. And so, like, it's going to be. And then I'm listening to it. And I was like, no, the negativity is the same. You know, it feels the same, you know. And so I got on this huge negativity train where I like felt like I was studying negativity, you know, <laughs> to a certain degree and trying sure. to define it. Unfortunately, that's like playing with radiation, right? Like, eventually it will infect you. <laughs> you know, it will infect right. your, your yeah. mindset. I mean, there's there's just so much negativity going on right now. And I, I don't know that it's like, I don't know if it's any more or less ecclesiastical, you know, like uh, there's nothing new under the sun, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm not going to say that this period of time is any worse or better than any other. But, you know, uh, people would love to you know, say that we're in the midst of a culture war or, you know, and uh, it is so hard to just like keep yourself free from it, you know? And so um, I totally get it. It, There's so much negativity no matter where you look and people like, man, I just, uh, even this morning, like seeing that tornado had come through Southern Missouri you know, mm-hmm. it's not that close to you guys. Uh, it was like almost Arkansas, I, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, it was down, yeah, down pretty far yeah. south, yeah. So, uh, but I mean, like, it's it's always right around the corner for you, you know? So it's really easy to get caught up in all of that. And like, yeah, it's hard whenever, everywhere you look, you're, you know, it's either look at all these people that have lost their life or uh, then being told that you should feel a certain way about a certain thing. Right. And it's, it's hard to like, but what if I don't want to feel that way? Right. But like, I also don't maybe have a feeling about this thing that you're saying that I should have a, this feeling about, I, yeah, maybe I don't feel anything at all. Yeah. Like, it's right. just one of the, like you might, you might just be like, Oh, okay. You know, I, I'm on, just, but yeah. I'm just trying to like focus on getting through my day. Like it's so much more work to like get caught up in the thing that you're upset about. Like, whether you want me to be upset about an indictment or whether you want me to be upset about, I don't know. I, you name it. I'm trying like, I'm, I'm just trying to make it through my day. Yeah. You know, with, with some, something that looks like positivity left on my shoulders by the time I get home, you know? Yeah. Maybe, maybe that sounds more negative than it needs to be, but no, like, no, I, I totally get it because <laughs> like there is a point where like, I'll reach a point where I'm just like enough's enough. You know, I haven't even really engaged on a lot. And this is, this is what sucks about doing like what I do is that like, I have to be online like all the time. You know what I mean? Like sure. promoting this and that, like, dude, I, I made a TikTok the other day and like, <laughs> I have no idea like what to even, what to even do with it. Cause like I, I watched some videos to get an idea of like, if I made TikTok videos, what would they look like? And <clears throat> all the videos I watched, like I, I felt like, 
I think I'm too old for this, you know, <laughs> or like I don't have a good grasp on what people would want to see. And I don't understand how it would draw people into the main thing that I'm doing and all of yeah. that. And so but then what ends up happening is that, like, instead of me doing something, I'm just sitting there thinking about all the reasons why it won't work. You know what I mean? Or why it won't why it won't be successful whatever successful means and all of that and so like i find myself drawn into it even in trying to draw myself out of it that's sort of just the, the struggle that i'm going through but no it was really refreshing though talking about like fulfillment enjoying what you actually do yeah uh, i complain to my wife all the time about how like you know because like I'll, I'll complain about work like let's say it's like sunday night and i know i gotta go to work you know uh <laughs> the next morning my wife would be like, you know, don't you want to do anything? You know, once you go to bed early, you look a little bit tired, you know, maybe sleeping more would be, would be better for you. Right. <laughs> and, uh, no, if I go to sleep, then I have to immediately go do that thing. I don't want to. Yeah. Do that's, all that's, you know, uh, I, if that's like resigning yourself to, to work, like, yes, if I go to sleep, I'm resigning to, I want to go to work is right. almost what you're saying. And, right. Yeah. You definitely want to fight that. Like, I'm not saying that I always want to go to work. I'm just saying that like when I wake up in the morning and I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to try and accomplish today. And then I go to work and maybe I accomplish it and maybe I don't. Yeah. Uh, but I work with a bunch of really cool dudes and some very cool women as well. Hey guys, it's Dan from a few days later. This is the part of the conversation where the internet gave out and I had just been asking Josh about Symphony and Peril reforming, so uh, this is uh, where it all picks back up again. Sorry about that. Sean Jonas wanted to get uh, this band back together and he I, I think that he and Andy Richards who is playing guitar as well had kind of approached most of the guys from the old band yeah. and asked them all if they wanted to do it hey hey, we're going to do this do you, are, do you guys want in I'm not exactly sure I don't know but as of this point uh the only remaining members that i guess would be og symphony and peril members would be sean jonas and andy richards okay um so at which point they had tried to put a band together of just like people they knew and i think that they i think that they knew danny through there was this thing called unified underground mm -hmm. uh and I think that they knew him through that. Okay. Um, and they had reached out to him and asked him if he wanted to play guitar with them. And so that's that's how Danny got into the band. Um, and then they they were playing. They had a bass player that that lived out in like the Kansas City area with Sean, mm -hmm. uh, which is where Sean is. And, uh, yeah, he's only like four hours away from me. Yeah, right, right. And then the drummer, uh, Mikey, uh, I think his last name was Desario. Um, 
it lived in New York, New York oh, okay. State. Yeah. And so like logistically they they put a show together and tried to play uh last year um as like a reunion show here in Ohio. Yeah. But um logistically it was really really difficult i think and um so as of as of you know just recently now the band is all in ohio um except for sean right so we have the ability to practice together and be in the same room and you know being together you know we're trying to do everybody in the same room at least once a month right now. Uh, and Danny and I are still trying to get together once a week. Uh, his travel schedule gets a little hectic sometimes, yeah. but you know, we're still trying once a week, get together practice. So, um, so then once I, Danny had written a, a, a couple songs, uh, I, they had released one of them, which is uh, authored confusion yeah um and so that was right as i was joining the band they were putting that that song out and then as soon as i joined you know it just kind of turned into oh hey let's uh we can just start recording you know all of these new ideas the two of us and so um we've got a bunch of songs uh we've got a bunch of songs with sean's vocals you know recorded and it should be you know a bunch of them are turning out really cool uh i actually used a riff that i had written when i was like 18 or 19 years old yeah Um, (laughs) yeah so that made its way into into one of these songs um so i mean if you are in if you're in it for the the throwback 90s and early 2000s metalcore it's it's there um but yeah so we've just been writing and recording um and then practicing you know old songs so uh we're we're trying to be committed to playing at least one or two off that first record and then the majority of the popular songs off of horse trophy yeah and then probably one new song and maybe some other material i don't know we'll see just depends on how it all shakes out right yep exactly but we're trying to put together the set list for um we've got a pre-show um or like a pre-furnace fest show that Mm -hmm. we're playing we're playing the thursday night before furnace fest kicks off um so that's in birmingham at lcy media um and that is going to be bonkers yeah i think that's a i think that's a 200 cap room uh we sold half that like the day like the week that we announced it yeah um or you guys did yeah because i was harassing you on that uh instagram live uh yeah you guys were talking about that yeah it's gonna it's gonna be really really fun and so they've got a we've got a bunch of really really cool bands that are we're gonna get to play with um dudes in meadows and idle threat and um you know uh i think a local band from down there called stay lost maybe okay i'm trying to remember um 
but I, I'm I'm pumped. Uh, there's some other there's some other things in the works for around that period of time, um, but um, a lot of a lot of people are like, "Why aren't you on Furnace Fest?" Why? And the simple re- reason is is like we haven't been asked to play Furnace Fest, and there's tons of bands, there's tons of bands that like uh, want to play Furnace Fest. You know, like yeah, it. If if Symphony in Peril doesn't play, it's not the end of the world. You know, I I don't I don't personally feel like they got looked over. Uh, it's the fact that these four dudes are trying to put together a killer fest every year, and they've got so many bands. You know, that oh, yeah. are like, oh hey, we got back together. Can you get us on the fest? You know, like I I can only i can only imagine what these guys have got going on you know what i mean yeah so um it's cool that they were willing to um put their name on this pre-fest show yeah and so um you know we're getting some of that support that way and that's awesome and um you know i've yeah so that's awesome um i'm hoping that we get at least one if if not two more songs like out in the wild before summer yeah um kind of get it out on spotify so that we can see if they're songs that people want to hear for sure I mean? yeah because uh, i mean i i don't want to be like oh here's our new song you have to hear it you know like if you don't like it i i don't know that we want to play it Sure, like if you just want us to get up there and play stiletto and get down, just say that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which I think some people would prefer. Like uh yeah i've gotten there's the message like you need to extend still out it's only a like two and a half minute song it's It's very brief yeah it's It's a drive-by it's a drive-by moshing it literally is correct so i've been working on ways to make that breakdown at the end longer somehow okay We'll, we'll we'll figure it out by the time that that rolls around but uh it's been fun man uh i i had not been playing drums seriously uh in this way you know for a really long time so uh it's been it's been fun you know i feel like i got i feel like i got my legs back under underneath me uh pretty quickly and everything else is kind of catching up there's a bunch of i think that i thought that the drums on most of these records were easier than they actually are yeah Uh, (laughs) so yeah uh that's been tricky but um i appreciate you know the complexity of a bunch of it so it's good it's good well i'm gonna flip the script a little bit and move over to narcissist for a minute Yeah. 
I was so pumped after we did that episode talking about like because everybody everybody was so stoked for Furnace Fest because I yeah. feel like when we did that podcast I don't remember the exact day we did it I, mean, I could just look but <laughs> I could just pull it up on the computer and look yeah. uh, I think that was before Furnace Fest was like extended you know because they obviously Correct. had to cancel it the first year and yeah. so I think that we did that I don't podcast. think that we were actually able to announce it maybe. Oh yeah, I remember that now because we did uh, we did two, right? We did right. I, we did one where it was with where it was just me and you, yeah. And then we and did, then, and we never released that one. And, and then, then John Larusa came on with me. Yeah, so we got this like one. beefed up edition when we did that. Yeah, that was before. So that that was like that feels like a million years ago. But the thing that you guys were talking to, to or the thing that we were talking about was you know obviously not only the Furnace Fest appearance but also that there were plans for maybe try you know sitting down and trying to write new stuff is that something that yeah. you guys are still doing or i mean logistically um it has it's been kind of tricky we have some music that i am really pumped about and hope that it will like get released even if it's you know, John John Larusa was super busy and just like got a bunch of music written. You know, and yeah. then I was pretty able to bang out bass tracks very very quickly after he sent me all that material. I think that after that point, it's been hard because we don't all live really close to each other. There's not a lot of that like let's get in the room and record some other you know some other parts uh together and we can give live feedback you know I, I just think that there's there's definitely some stuff that's like close to ready to release and then there's stuff that's like we haven't got finished yet and i i you know again it's a lot of that like balance of um we've all got we're all super busy you know like yeah uh you know i know that i know that we're all in growing roles at companies that you know need more and more out of us so all that to say uh i <laughs> i I'd, I'd love to i'd love to say that we're going to release some of this music and maybe we will uh there are also some like we should have an announcement of some some things happening this summer, which I am very pumped about. We're going to play some shows. Uh, as of right now, I don't think that we can announce them, but um, we're looking in. It looks like July. Uh, we should be able to see some of the people around our area that didn't get to see us the first time around which i'm really pumped about and in theory the band that we would be playing with would be a lot of fun that's all that's all i'm going to say about that's a that's a pretty good teaser i suppose yeah i'm just really i'm really happy to be able to you know play music with my friends and have things to look forward to and get out there and see people that i haven't seen and connect on you know that level that's like hey we're seeing each other face to face you know let's sure that's awesome um i'm pumped the guys in meadows are coming up um on tour 
in like a couple weeks. They're going to be about an hour and a half from me. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to try and make that trek out there, uh, out to Youngstown. And I, that's sort of my old stomping grounds. So hopefully maybe can see some old faces and still like go see these new faces too. Cause I think Meadows is doing something pretty cool, you know? Yeah, um, definitely. For sure. Well, I have a car now, so uh, I might uh, start traveling a little bit more. Nice. Um, Are you going to come down to Furnace Fest? Um, I don't. So I got the car. Yeah. But the car cost so much money that yep. Furnace Fest <laughs> would cost, uh, right. it, it, right. you know, another arm and another leg that I don't have at yeah. the moment. Well, but if something I changes, know, you know. I know that there are people in your area that are making the trek. Okay. Uh, if that if that might sweeten the pot, I bet that we could put you guys in touch. Okay. Um, we can talk. We can talk later about. Yeah, that. we'll talk. We'll do, we'll do our super secret talk that I can't release. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's exciting though. And you know, with the uh, uh, what I was gonna say earlier was that. You know, it's always refreshing to know that, like, dude, yes, we have cool stuff. It's not yeah. ready yet, but it exists. You know what I mean? And that, yeah. is, uh, that, that, that is honestly most of the battle. You can work the other stuff out, you know, in time. But the, yeah. uh, but, but the idea of like, well, this exists and it's real and it's something that I care about. It'll happen. You know? Oh yeah, dude. There is one track that I feel like is the most complete, and I, I love it. I, yeah. I love it. it like um, it I don't know if it's my I feel like this this version of narcissist is very different than old narcissist and I mean it's definitely a bit more of a bum out at this point yeah <laughs> uh, but I'm there for it you know like uh, yeah. lyrically it is just like just <clears throat> breaks you in half you know uh which i it's pretty brutal so uh i i like it quite a bit but yeah so the some cool stuff's gonna come out uh from that camp uh hopefully soon um i think that maybe flyers are getting worked on uh and we will i'm sure that you'll see all those on on socials i am really bad about social media i post very little on my actual account i post lots of things in you know in threads or you know replies but i just don't post a ton of stuff on my main page i'm the same way if i'm not posting a podcast episode or you know i i'll I'll thumbs up things i'll respond to things but I, i very rarely will and if i do make a post it'll be like something that's is only interesting to me <laughs> you know or something something like that yeah, i um, get it so get it. i i definitely feel you on that that's awesome so yeah uh hopefully new stuff uh at, at the very least exciting news uh from both symphony and peril and narcissus hopefully coming soon and i'm i'm pumped about all of it you know and like i've said before uh, i've said this to so many people you know like as a musician there's nothing there's nothing better than like making music with your friends and you know maybe we didn't uh maybe we're not gonna go out on 
tour. I'm not trying to live in a van again with four dudes uh, peeing in Gatorade bottles, you know, uh, making sure, making sure that we, if we're asking for places to crash, making sure that they don't have pets You're uh, right? because we're so allergic, you know? Uh, oh my gosh. I love it. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of DFT's Dungeon. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Joshua King. He's got a lot of exciting things coming up, and I am totally here for it. And if you guys are here for this podcast, please make sure you're subscribed to it on your favorite podcasting app. And if you guys like the show, make sure you give it a review. Maybe go over to Apple Podcasts and tell everybody what you guys think of the show. Also... Make sure you guys are just sharing these episodes with your friends and family. That is one of literally the most helpful things that you can do for a podcast is just share it with your friends and word of mouth and all of that goodness. And if you are wanting to talk with me, I have a Discord server for the podcast, and there'll be a link in the show notes that'll take you to the Discord server. We have a lot of really fun people on that server, and we just share memes, we talk about music, we have a really great time. And I really enjoy the community there. I can also be found on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'll have links to those in the show notes of this episode. Thank you guys so much. I will see you guys here again next week. Mm -hmm.